Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wisdom of Friends podcast. Thank Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. This is a podcast where you get to learn more about your friends and community, their wisdom, their trials and tribulations, timeless insights and their secrets. Now, let's get into the show. Please welcome your host, Cal Aras. Hello, uh, folks. Uh, welcome to uh, Season 4 of uh, Wisdom of Friends. I'm your host, Cal Ross, and today I'm really excited to be introducing you to a dear friend of mine. Her name is Eileen Williams. Eileen is an entrepreneur who has capitalized on the changing global economy, most recently with social media marketing. She's been a mother to three extraordinary people, grandmother to Luke and married to Ted Williams for 35 years. She's a native San Diegan and a USD Business School graduate. She also worked as a corporate HR executive before starting a networking business in 1990 with three kids, age five and under. She went on to be named as a woman entrepreneur for New Skin Enterprises in 2006. She was also quoted in the book, Think and Grow Rich for Women in 2015. Today, she leads a business which is in over 47 countries and with multiple millions in annual sales dominating the Latin American market. She is passionate about helping the next generation contribute to the world and making it better for everyone. Friends, this is a fascinating interview of a remarkable woman who talks about finding a voice and helping others find their voice. And what does it take to succeed as a top sales executive in a male-dominated business world? This is uh, episode is filled with a lot of golden nuggets about life, about uh, career, and lots of wisdom. So I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. So pull up a chair and listen in. So without further ado, let's welcome the one and only Eileen Williams. So good evening, uh, Eileen. Uh, welcome to the Wisdom of Friendship. I'm really excited that you took the time to be on this program. And let me start off with my first impressions of you. We first met almost a decade ago in San Diego. I had uh, just written uh, my first book and I met you, I think, at one of the leadership programs in San Diego. And And what stood out for me was just your inspiration and encouragement and I remember that we had just met and I shared you about uh, shared with you about my book that I was writing and and he was so supportive and he was so inspiring that I just was uh, amazed by how you were listening to people's greatness and that stood with me and I know it's been I've been following your success path since then and you went on to achieve some amazing amazing milestones in your professional career and I knew that having you on the show would make such a big difference for our audience so again thank you for taking the time to be on this program and welcome to the show well thank you so much I remember meeting you as well and I just love people that have a dream and actually go out and do it so I was so impressed with you as well great Eileen and uh, one of the ways uh, we kick off our show here is by asking our guest a very simple yet profound question and that is what's your favorite quote or philosophy that you live by and how have you applied it to your life 
That is such a great question. And it's a quote that was, um, that I've actually discovered in many different places, including the Bible. Um, and it's a quote that says, for those who have been given much, much is expected. And it really touches me deeply because I really feel I have been given much, but not just me. I feel like we all have. It's something that if, you know, each of us reflects deeply into our lives. We've all been given so, so much. And I've taken that philosophy and really uh, used it to push myself out of my comfort zone and to continue to seek and and really go after the things that I think I'm supposed to go after in my life. Now, that is so great. And, uh, you know, we all can resonate the importance of stepping outside your comfort zone, because everything that we desire and dream of, as they say, is outside our comfort zone. That is so inspiring. And for the benefit of our audience here, uh, Eileen is a business leader who has capitalized on the changing global economy, most recently with social media marketing. She was quoted in the book, Think and Grow Rich for Women in 2015, and also named Named the Women Entrepreneur for New Skin Enterprises in 2006. Uh, and this has been an amazing, remarkable, successful journey for uh, you, Eileen, and we'll get into that as we go along. But what I'm curious about is what did your parents do and how did that shape your life? Well, I'm, I'm so grateful to my parents because I, I really had a great childhood. My dad was an aeronautical engineer, brilliant man. Um, and my mom at first was a stay at home mom, but when I was about 10, she went back to school because they had a dream where they eventually wanted to have their own business. And my mom went back to become a court reporter, which was a very intensive, um, position. And she, as she was studying to do that, this was in the seventies. Um, my dad, and this was when computers were starting to come out. My dad, literally a light bulb went off in his head. He looked at what she was doing and he thought, I wonder if I could automate that. And so what, as I was growing up, I saw my parents work very, very hard, come up with a, an idea um, and then I saw my dad go to work. So not only have a day job, but he would go into the garage at night and literally work at night on an invention that would eventually um, develop into a company that transformed an entire industry. So his company that he launched while I was in college, he actually launched the company that um, changed the way court reporters transcribe uh, their work. And it was, it was incredible. I mean, it was an, an unbelievable, of course, you know, growing up, you think everyone's like your parents, but as I've gotten older, I've realized that my parents were quite extraordinary and they really taught me what it was to have a dream and to go for your dream and to work hard for your dream. And so, uh, with their example, it really inspired me to, to do something great with my life. Now that is such an inspiring story because, uh, what the two things that stand out from this is the, the 
amazing thinking outside the box uh, thinking that your parents had and uh, which is not looking at what was has always been done but looking at it as if what could be done better and is there a better way to do something and i think that's how all the big businesses that we know of in united states and globally that have been so successful is asking that question can this be done any uh, differently or is there a better way to do it and i think uh, you certainly uh, seems like uh, were inspired by that and have utilize those aspects in your career as well. Uh, so my question to you is, when you look back at your life up until now, what would you say was the breakthrough success moment for you? And what I mean by that is the turning point, you know, we all have those turning points or the strategic inflection points in our lives when life is never the same again moment. Can you recall any moment in your life that uh, uh, that was uh, that was a turning point for you? Absolutely. Uh, I had a big one. Uh, And, you know, with having parents that were so extraordinary and really after college, I got a chance to work with my dad and in his company and did very well with that company. We had huge success. Um, We also had huge challenge and I learned probably more from the challenge than from the success. Um, But then I got married and I had children and I joined New Skin in 1990. And just joining NewSkin was very much out of the box for me because I'd never marketed anything in my life. I'd never done anything with network marketing. I was pretty much anti-network marketing. I mean, the fact that I was even attracted to it was really a mind blower. But I joined in 1990. I had three small children. I jumped in at a time when the company was going through extraordinary growth here in the United States. Um, But we got challenged here in the United States things shifted to growing overseas, which was at a time in my life where I wasn't willing to leave my children. I wasn't willing to go, you know, become a road warrior. And so I struggled in the business for about 12 years, which is really amazing because people quit, you know, this business at the drop of a hat. But I had made a decision early on that I would never quit. That was one thing that I am probably known for. I Someone, someone early on had told me that the only way that I I would fail in this business as if I quit, that would be the only way that I would fail. And I knew that that's something I could do. Uh, I knew that I'm kind of a stubborn gal, if you will. <laughs> so I, I decided I would never quit. And I, I held on and I struggled and it was painful. I can tell you the struggle part of it is very painful, but I did have a defining moment and it was in 2003. My children had grown up a bit Uh, Our daughter had gone off to college, which was quite traumatic for me because my number one job in my life, I've always believed, is to be a good mother. I really love my kids so much. I can't even tell you they're my everything. But um, my daughter had gone off to college. I still had two boys at home. And our company had launched a new technology. And I had a defining moment because I literally reflected in my life, like, what was going on with me? Where was my dream? Why had I let my dream just become dormant? Because even though I had never quit, unless you're really pushing through and going out of your box every day and conquering your fears every day, you're somehow sliding a slippery slope backwards. And even though I was 
not quitting, my attitude had gotten very bad. I mean, it had gotten to a point where I didn't believe in myself. I didn't have, I I didn't feel like I had what it takes to succeed. And I had allowed this to happen. And literally in a matter of a few moments. And it it happened at a conference. I was at a conference where there were people crossing the stage, people that had started, you know, only a few months prior crossing the stage, having success. And I went inside and I really dug deep and I kept asking the question. And it's a horrible question to ask yourself. You never actually want to ask yourself this question. The question is what's wrong with me? Like that is not the question we should ever ask. <laughs> uh, there's plenty wrong with me and everyone else, right? But but I kept digging, 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 and I realized when I got to the like the core, my deep, 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 deep core, I realized that if God gave me a desire, then somehow I had the ability to achieve it, and I knew that that was the truth. I knew that there was no disputing that truth. That that was absolutely you know, that it was possible for me to have my dream. And so uh, at that very moment, I made a decision and it was the most, the biggest turning point I've had in my life because it didn't take but a, a second to make the decision. And the decision was so like huge because I decided that that was it. I was never going to be the same. I was going to push myself. I was going to grow. I was going to, to change. And, um, you know, it's like when the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the fear of the unknown of what's possible, that's when you're going to change. And I'd made it so painful at that point. Like I couldn't stand it anymore to stay the same. I couldn't stand it. And so I had a very emotional, um, and I think that's important that you allow yourself to have an emotional experience because that decision was final. It was like, I'm doing it. I'm drawing the line in the sand. I'm going forward. I'm never looking back. I'm going to be different. I'm going to grow and I'm going to do everything I can, everything that I possibly can to succeed. And I'm going to go all the way. And from that moment, uh, it was as if a huge weight was lifted off of my shoulders and I went and, and here's the kicker. And it's so important to understand this, but I decided to do it joyfully. Mm. <laughs> and that was the key because it wasn't just the willingness to do whatever it takes because you can be willing and, and begrudge the willingness, but I decided to be joyful. So when people were asking me, how long have you been in the business and how successful have you you know been, even though I had this pain inside and I had this regret and I wanted to like not talk about my past as far as, you know, it was embarrassing. I decided to be joyful about it and have fun with it and be light. And I took a series of courses. I can go into that more if you want, but I I decided to really take myself on in a big way. And from there, it took only three years to reach the top. And I've ended up being able to build a network all over the world. And it's been extraordinary. It's really been amazing. It's really 
it, it literally was the biggest turning point in my life. Wow, this this is really an incredible share and so many inspiring nuggets right here. And uh, I want to kind of dig into this a little bit because this is really the juice. So, so just to recap, what I heard you share was uh, there was a time that uh, in your life when you started uh, this opportunity with New Skin Enterprises and 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 you and as mother of three children, the children were basically uh, everything that uh, that took precedence for you. And and essentially, until and unless uh, when they left for college, uh, it seems like uh, there was an ambition with the New Skin Enterprises. But for twelve years, there was uh, there was no success. That you weren't seeing a lot of success with that. But. Uh, Somewhere in 2003, is that correct? When, uh, yes. when you actually, there was a painful moment for you when they actually, the kids left for college and uh, you were looking at your own career and you made that call as to why, why me, what's wrong with me, that question that we shouldn't be asking. But really, that was a moment for you when you decided that the pain at where I mean the the current state of affairs was not where you wanted to be. It was too painful to stay in that state for long, and in that moment, you made that call, you made that transformation for yourself, and as they say, transformation happens in a moment it doesn't take years it's when you make that decision when you make that uh commitment to change to decide to burn the bridges and draw a line in the sand, as you said things started shifting for you. And there was an emotional response to that. And as well as your underlying belief that, you know, when there's a desire, if God's provided you with their desire, that means you've also been provided with the ability to achieve it. And then, uh, and the, the other most important thing that you just shared was like, when you decided to go and uh, achieve success in this arena, you decided to do it joyfully and not make it a struggle. Is that, is that a fair yes, uh, recap? Yes. That's a good recap. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is, that is so beautiful. And, and this reminds me of a recent article that uh, I'd read on Medium. And they had done, apparently they had done some research on a lot of extraordinarily successful people. And what they found out was ambition alone wasn't enough. Most ambitious people did not succeed in life. But what was different with people who really, really like with the outliers or really succeeded were the ones who made the commitment, who not only had the ambition, but made the commitment to go all in, to play full out. And I think uh, what you did as uh, with your story here, what I'm hearing is the ability to not quit, the ability to like uh, be stubborn with your pursuit of your success. And that that is such an inspiring message. We could all learn from it. So tell us, uh, so what I'm curious about is, tell us what you did next. You said you started taking courses, you started doing programs. And so how did that journey unfold for you to making that commitment, making that decision from never again, that I will not be denied, and then going on to become, just for the benefit of our audience here, Eileen's uh, now a trainer, speaker, and coach with a mission to help entrepreneurs and business owners build a business that will help build their dreams. And today, the business is in over 47 countries and multiple millions in annual sales, dominating the Latin American market, and she does not speak Spanish. 
Isn't that incredible? <laughs> so, Eileen, tell us, tell us about that journey. Well, you used a word, or I guess it's one or two words. I don't know. I've heard it or seen it both ways, but all in, all in is so important because. I, you know, I thought I was committed before that, but I really wasn't. And what happened after I made that decision is that I decided I was going to be willing to do all the things that I didn't want to do. And, you know, my stubbornness, uh, it's like a double-edged sword, right? I was stubborn to never quit. But I'm also stubborn in like wanting to do things my way. I want to do things the way I want to do things. Um, <laughs> so, so um, you know, I had to surrender. And surrender is a very interesting word that a lot of people think is a weakness. But it's actually a very strong, you know, attribute, really. I surrendered to being coachable uh, and listening to the people that had gone before me. And I really, I really decided I was going to just going to go into massive action and do, you know, go into this whole rhythm of, you know, doing all these things that I'd been resisting. So I'd made up in my mind that, you know, certain behaviors, certain activities, you know, I, come from a professional background. So I didn't want to do certain things. So I just let go of everything. I said, okay, I'm just going to do, I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to be the best me I can be. I'm going to be okay with me. I'm just going to be me and I'm going to, I'm going to get better. And one of the things, um, that I, uh, one of the journeys that was really an interesting one was that, um, the people that are very successful in our business, are generally in the front of the room. They're speaking in front of the room. Well, that was one of the things I never wanted to do. I never wanted to get up in front of the room. I would hide. I literally would hide in the back of the room because I didn't want to be called on. I had no desire to get up and be the center of attention. None. I I would much rather be clapping for everyone else and be the biggest cheerleader for everyone else. I didn't want to be the front person. But I decided that uh, the top people get in front of the room and speak, I was going to have to become a good speaker. So I was going to be willing to do it, even though I, I can tell you the pain involved was so real for me that I literally thought I was going to throw up before I would go in to speak to a room. So the first time I was asked to speak to like a thousand people, I thought I was going to die. I mean, I, a friend of mine that was in the business with me, I literally had a death grip on his arm. Like, I think I'm going to die. I don't think this is, you know, it was just ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. But um, I decided to do it anyway. I was willing to do it anyway. And I was going to get good at it. So not only did I not want to do it, I had tremendous fear and pain around doing it. But I decided I would continue to do it. And I would keep doing it until I was, I mean, I I wanted to be good at it. And it took about six months of every month coming back to the same, it would be different people, but the same event. Every month I'd fly up to Utah, there'd be a thousand people in the room. They'd have me come and do a segment. I would think I'm going to die. 
it was the worst most painful experience (laughs) and it's so ridiculous thinking about it now but after about six times I literally had a transformation on stage where I could feel the energy I could the more vulnerable and here was the key for me with speaking the more vulnerable I became and the more real I became about my feelings and what was going on for me and and how I could possibly help the audience, the more I could feel the energy literally circulating out of me into the audience and coming back to me like a tidal wave mm. and really you know, enclosing me with so much love that I'd never experienced anything like this before. And what happened for me is that I realized for the first time in my life that it wasn't about me. (laughs) I'd been told this, of course. I'd been told that, you know, it's not about you. But what I realized was that it really wasn't about me. And that it, it was only about what I can give to others. Like that was that was it. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about what I had on or what I looked like or, um, you know, um, how perfect my pronunciation was or anything like that. It was only about how I could help and inspire and somehow lift up the people that I was touching. I, I then went on to um, take a course. One of the one of course I took was a course that Mark Victor Hansen had. He had a three-day, he had a three-day seminar called uh, Mega Speaking Empire. Now, here I'm just starting to learn how to speak in front of crowds. I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna go to that. So it was like a Friday night, all day Saturday, Saturday night, all day Sunday, of the all the speakers that they had, and they had the most amazing speakers on the planet. I mean, they had Brian Tracy. They had, I mean, it was unbelievable. Of all the whole weekend, how many women do you think they had on stage? Wow. I don't know. <laughs> only one. Wow. Only one. And that woman was Barbara DeAngelis. And Barbara DeAngelis yeah, yeah, is yeah. extraordinary. And she she spoke to me. She spoke to my heart. She spoke right to my heart. And one thing she said that was like this huge aha moment for me was she said that she still gets nervous every time she speaks. She's one. She's one. Um, like the only woman in 50 years that's won the golden mic or it was the first, um, maybe first woman in 50 years that won the golden mic with Toastmasters or mm. something like that. Golden some sort gavel. of amazing, yeah. yeah, some sort of amazing, extraordinary reward award for, for a woman. But anyway, um, she said that she still has this nervousness every time. And she said that she's discovered that the nervousness is her spirit. It's her spirit inside of her knowing that there's something important coming up and there's something important for her to do. And there's, um, you know, that, that what she's going to speak about is important. And she, she said something that I had been doing naturally. Um, but it just validated to me that I was on the right path because she said that every time she speaks before she speaks to an audience, she always prays 
And what she says is, please, God, just give me whatever it is that I need to give them. And, you know, before I would look at speaking as, oh, you know, am I perfect? Do I have this? Do I have that? And now I just pray and I say that. And actually, I was saying that before she even told me that just because I was so afraid I was going to die on the stage. <laughs> like, like, just get me through this. Um, but now I'm very intentional and I specifically ask for, I don't know what they want from me. I don't know what they need, but please just give it to me so that I can give to them. And, and so I've learned on my journey to really trust a higher power and to really turn it over and to just, even though I'm afraid of things to just keep going and just become more and more and more. And that's really what I've tried to live by. No, that is so beautiful. And, uh, you know, I think uh, for people who are listening, if you have a fear of public speaking, you're not alone because there was a survey done and research has been done that, uh, People in the United States specifically, they found public speaking to be more of a pressing concern than dying, according to a ranking of society's most pervasive fears. So now this is so great, Eileen, because this is so inspirational in the sense that going from being afraid of public speaking to being one of the top uh, public speakers and uh, as part of your network uh, marketing business and as you probably know that I've been with Toastmasters for many years, I recently accomplished a Distinguished Toastmaster milestone, which is uh, awarded to just 2% of the Toastmasters around the globe. And uh, one of the things I learned from my journey with public speaking is there are three levels of speakers. And the first level is, uh, you know, you're focused on uh, yourself, you're focused on trying to just uh, be flamboyant and good and this and that. And level two is when they raise the bar and take it to the next level and that is when you focus on your message but level three is very rare and that is when the speakers focus not only on their message but they focus on the audience and it seems like that's what you did it's like focusing and relying and getting that energy flowing between you and the audience and that was the uh, transformational moment for you as far as speaking is concerned and obviously the validation that you received from Barbara DeAngelis at the mega seminar with Mark Victor Hansen uh, just uh, made it even more so so that's so so great I, I'm, uh, now but that brings up another question too were there any mentors growing up that you want to give a shout out to or who do you look up to who did you look up to growing up uh, any particular role models that you wanted to emulate well i mean my role models were my parents my dad uh, you know as i mentioned before just brilliant uh, extraordinary man um we just lost him this year um and I'm sorry to I, hear that yeah i still can't imagine that he's not you know around but my mother as well my mother is an amazing amazing woman always been a very powerful woman and yet feminine and so I think as far as a role model my mom has been so inspirational to me in how she's handled herself all of her life and and also being such a great mother Mm, 
That's so great. Very inspiring. Uh, so I'm going to switch some gears here. Going back uh, memory lane, growing up, Eileen, uh, were there any specific hobbies and interests that you are still pursuing today? Well, when I was growing up, I danced and I played tennis, um, and neither <laughs> neither <laughs> one of those. <laughs> but um, I do love uh, the beach. I would say that's my favorite thing to do is to go and to be by the ocean, and that's that is of of all the things that I love. That's my my favorite thing is to just be be at the ocean and just experience that nature. That is great. And then uh, I know you like to travel uh, quite a bit. Uh, you were recently with your family in uh, Toronto, and uh, you travel quite a lot. I've seen a lot of your pictures on Facebook and social media. So what's your favorite place to travel, and uh, what about this uh, place you value so much? Well, I my favorite place in the world, and I love I love traveling so much. I want to see every part of the world. Uh, but my favorite place in the whole world that I could go back to every year, over and over—that's Italy. Mm. <laughs> and I think what I love so much about it is, well, it's just beautiful. I love the history. I love the art. I love the culture. I love the whole, um, just the whole way of the way they live. Um, I love the coffee. I love the food. I love everything. (laughs) I love that, you know, I just, I just love it. There's everything about Italy I love. And so anyway, that, that would have to be my, my favorite place in the world. Mm. Now, does uh, New Skin Enterprises, do they have a base in Italy at all at this point? <laughs> they, they do. And I think I have distributors in Italy and I've got to get over there real soon and meet with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another reason to travel there. That's great. That's right. <laughs> so that's so right. tell us, tell us about, uh, I know that you're a Platinum Team Elite executive at New Skin, uh, New Skin Enterprises. So, Tell us about uh, the company. Tell us about what about this, uh, the industry, and what about this particular product, which I believe is the anti-aging product. Is that correct, that uh, that you actually recommend and advocate? Yes. Well, New Skin started in 1984, same year our first child was born. So they've been in business for about 33 years. And um, it's a company that just started with a basic philosophy of what if we came out with a better product, a product that you know, has all of the good and none of the bad in it. And it's targeting an aging population and, um, you know, helping people look better, um, look younger, feel younger. And so this whole concept of anti-aging. And so we have a lot of different products. Um, it's really, we have extraordinary products and anyway, but, uh, the, the product that's been so hot lately, which is so funny because we've had this product for over 20 years. It's a patented product. I've used it for over 20 years. Just, it's an extraordinary product, but just within the last 
year, we've been really marketing it with some before and after pictures, and it's going completely viral over the social media platform. And that is a patented whitening toothpaste, of all things. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's pretty funny because... You know, I think God always, you know, is, is got a great sense of humor because just when we think we know the product that's going to be the hot product and, you know, everybody's going to love this product because of the technology and the patents or whatever, just from left field comes this product that people discovered. And actually the younger people, um, the millennials on our teams discovered this really and they discovered that after just one or two or however many you know uses that people are having huge results and they love everybody wants white teeth right so <laughs> and it's so simple so anyway um, the exciting thing lately in the last seven or eight months is we've been exploding over Facebook Instagram all of these um, social media platforms with that product but what's happening is then it's leading to people uh, being exposed to all of the extraordinary products that we have and wanting to, you know, continue to, to look good and look young and feel good and keep their health and all of that. So uh, it's been really, really fun and just a crazy wild journey. No, that is so great. And uh, for for the benefits of the audience here, uh, Eileen, uh, we also understand that uh, – you have a team that helps people, that you set up people in this business uh, to succeed. And uh, so tell us more about uh, the mentoring and the coaching program that you and your team offer to somebody who might be thinking about uh, taking on this uh, opportunity with New Skin Enterprises. Well, we uh, we have a very strong team. We really dominate the Americas, which is really exciting. Um, but we... Uh, you know, we have a specific team that has has coaching and mentoring. We have a system, a very simple system. Uh, we're doing a lot of it on Facebook now, which has really been such a great platform for us to stay connected and to really upgrade people depending upon whatever their goals are. We can take people from where they're at to upgrading them to a bigger, bigger, bigger picture. And, you know, our our really our mission is to help people with with their life. And in particular, right now, we're working with a lot of young moms, which is really funny because when I first started, as I mentioned, I was a, I was a young mom. I had three small kids, but we didn't have the internet. We didn't have the tools that we have today. And now what, with the tools, with the internet and with social media, it is the most perfect business for young women that especially if they have kids and they want to stay home, they don't want to, they don't want to have a boss. They don't want to have a job. Um, you know, not only young women, I mean, it's good for everyone, but I'm so passionate about young women. So our daughter, our oldest child, she's 33. She just had a baby a year ago. She has been working with me in new skin for 11 years now. And quite frankly, she wasn't having much success for the, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting because I say you were, she was duplicating me because she struggled for like 10 years, but now 
with this new social uh, media platform, it's right up her alley. And in the last seven months, she's gone from basically a defining moment, similar to what I had, to she's almost hit the top now um, in the business. And her her leadership and her mentorship and what's happening with her team, I am the most proud of because she is extraordinary. And it's such a good time for, uh, you know, for these young women and and young people to take on a, a business where they can have complete, it's a global business where you can literally uh, work from your phone anywhere. And, you know, I look at these businesses and you know, we've had a lot of tragedy lately with earthquakes, hurricanes, fires now in Northern California. And I look at, and my heart just breaks for, for people whose businesses, I mean, I've talked to people today, they're, you know, vineyards just completely gone. Like the whole business is completely gone. And I think, you know, this is even more reason why people need to have a business like my business, because my business is in the clouds, and our, you know, our business is, it's, you know, it's all virtual. So you, you have your business from your phone, you stay connected to people all over the world. And, and yet we can, you know, create tens and hundreds of millions in revenue a year, just through our teams of our network, our people, Um, but the best part is that our job really is to find those people that have a dream, help them become the people that they're supposed to become. And as we help people with their dreams, then we achieve, you know, our dreams. No, it's so great. It's really, really uh, inspiring. And it's a great opportunity, as you said, for uh, anybody, but especially uh, young people uh, who want to work from home and leverage the power of social media. Uh, That's great. Uh, So next question for you, Eileen, is uh, having seen the ebb and flow of life and, uh, you know, traveled all around the globe and uh, seen the successes and the failures, what is now at this point in your life, I'm curious, is your definition of a successful life or a good life? Well, that's such a great question, but my, um, my definition of a successful life is being, you know, being at peace and it's that inner, it's that inner peace of just knowing that your life is on purpose, that you are, um, doing what you're supposed to be doing. I, I never knew what I was supposed to do. I, I, growing up, I didn't know, I didn't even know going into college. My parents encouraged me to get a business degree. I'm like, okay, whatever. I didn't know. I never knew. And even after I joined new skin, I think part of why I struggled for so long is I didn't really know. I didn't really make that connection that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. I, I didn't really get it. And it's so funny because maybe I'm just a little slow, but I just didn't get it. I didn't get the magnitude of the power of, of being in a situation where we can positively impact people's lives around the world um, in such a profound way. And I think that, you know, it, success doesn't have to include 
you know, money. I mean, for me, it, it, (laughs) I always wanted to make a lot of money. I, I just did. I just had big dreams of lots of things, you know, and it takes money to do the traveling and to do the things that you want to do. I mean, to me, it's a big part of it. I know that it's not for everyone. Um, and to, to me, a success is someone who, who is at peace, who's at peace with their maker, you know, and, and really, um, doing the things that, that they're supposed to be doing. Mm, I I like that. That's really great. It's uh, it's really about pursuing your calling and while making a difference. Uh, that's that's so great. And this is another hypothetical question, Eileen. And if you could go back in time, let's say we had a time machine, and if you could talk to your young self, what advice would you give her? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <clears throat> to to really believe in yourself, believe in yourself and trust that you will be guided along the way and that you don't have to know everything now that you can just be guided along and that eventually you will get it. I mean, that's, that's what ended up happening. Um, and I wouldn't trade any of my, experiences along the way. I think it's what has made me who I am today. And it's given me an appreciation uh, for so many things today that I may not otherwise have had. But, um, But certainly the advice to my younger self is to just really have that confidence and pretend you have confidence until you have it is, is the way to get confidence, which is what I've discovered. Um, and I, I wish I had exercised that earlier. Oh, that is so great. It is uh, believe in yourself and the confidence is definitely a defining factor for a lot of people succeeding at this, uh, at anything in life. No, that's so great. Uh, switching gears and uh, here we're going to get into the next section, which is uh, a focus group question that we have received from our audience. And we may not be able to get through all of them, but we'll try to get to as much as we can. So the first question, Eileen, is what stops people, in your opinion, from achieving their full potential? Well, I mean, again, it's the belief in, in themselves, um, the self-doubt. And, um, and I, think, um, I, I think also just um, I think we have a tendency to go through life thinking that we have a lot of time, that we, um, you know, you know, that, that, that somehow we'll never really die. Like it's, you know, that we have time, um, to get to it someday. And I, I think that that's one of the biggest problems that, that we have. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's uh, way true. Uh, you know, it's, uh, life is short and then, uh, you know, you gotta like take advantage of the opportunities that comes to you. And so that, uh, at the end of the day, we don't have regrets and that's so yes. great. Uh, the next question for you is, uh, what was the best piece of advice you've received? The be- 
best piece of advice that I've received is to, you know, um, just have courage and, and well, <laughs> have courage and be kind. Mm. Uh, can, it comes from the movie Cinderella, actually. <laughs> yeah. oh, but um, but that's probably the best advice I think in life is to just have courage and be kind. With those two things, you can go far. Mm. The next question is, uh, and this is, uh, what would you say if somebody's getting ready to start on the journey of network marketing and you've been on this uh, on this uh, trail for many many years now and if you had to sum it up in like five tips or even three tips for somebody that you know this is the blueprint literally this is the blueprint from my experience of network marketing success and if you had to offer some young entrepreneur or young uh, woman uh, who's ready to join this uh, journey of network marketing and you had to offer her three tips to succeed in this business what would that be number 1 you know jump in and go all in number 2 do not ever quit. So never, ever, ever quit. And just be open to learning every day and getting better every day because it's really a very different type of business than what most people have been taught either in school or in a traditional structure. It's a completely different model. And so there will be a lot of learning that has to be um, done. And so just be open to constant coaching. And then the final piece of advice is don't let the success go to your head that always stay in a place of being humble, always stay in a place of gratitude and how can you can contribute. And with that, you can be extraordinarily successful. That is wonderful. So to recap, the first one is playful out, go all in. Uh, second being don't quit and always be open to learning and growing and it's the constant and never-ending improvement, the Kaizen uh, technique from the Japanese manufacturing industry. And finally, the third one being uh, uh, never uh, being humble, having the humility to and uh, not letting success go through your head. So that's, that's really, really awesome. And uh, the next question is... Uh, are there any specific uh, books that you've read or gifted or reread over the years? Yes, I love reading. And so one of the classics, of course, is Think and Grow Rich that I keep rereading. One of my favorites is um, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. Mm. And then there's another one I'm rereading right now called Working with the Law. Hmm, that is great. And we'll include all these uh, books in the show notes uh, for the benefit of the audience here. And then uh, the next question is, uh, what workshop or seminar that you would recommend that's made a big difference for you? 
Well, I've taken a couple, um, but the one that really helped me with my transformation um, in New Skin was PSI seminars. And they've been in business for, I don't know, probably 40 years now. But once I made the decision to really change and move forward, I actually ended up recruiting some people that had done the work. And they're the, they're the ones that had told me about the seminar, PSI seminars. And, um, and I, I did all of the courses. And I highly recommend the courses. They're incredible. And it really, really, really helped me really helped me great and we'll include that in the show notes as well uh moving on to uh the next section in the interest of time here this is uh the rapid fire round section uh, eileen and this is where i'm going to ask you a bunch of quick questions it's the first response that comes to your mind and if you of course if you want to elaborate on it feel free to do so but again this is just a rapid fire round so are you ready eileen Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So the the first question for you is, what is your favorite music band? I'll have to say Fleetwood Mac. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've heard it. I'm a baby boomer. (laughs) That's so great. The second question, whose brain would you like to pick? Abraham Lincoln. Hmm. The next question, if you could be successful... Another profession, what would you choose? I'd like to be an author. Mm. Do you believe in magic? Mm, I believe in miracles, if that's magic. Yes, great. (laughs) (laughs) And if you could ask God one question, what would it be? The, the the only question I could think of is why me God why <laughs> why have you made my life so special mm, that's uh, that's awesome uh, the next question is the five most important things in life according to you mm, God uh, my family um my friends and making a difference and seeing the world. Mm. Uh, that's, that covers it all. That's great. And then uh, the last question in the rapid fire round section here is if you could have any message of your choice on a billboard, what would that be? Love yourself. Ah, love it. Love it. Love it. That's great. And that wraps up our rapid fire round. And then we're moving on to our final section. And I just have three more questions for you. So the first one is, what is your current personal or business passion project that you're working on, Eileen? And what are you looking forward to in the next six months to a year from now? Well, what I'm currently working on right now is helping my daughter expand her team globally. And I'm very, very, very passionate about helping this next generation uh, become even better and, and greater than what I have done. So I'm, I'm very focused 
on right now on the next generation with this social media. And that's really my passion right now. Great. And then uh, are you, you're definitely on social media and we'll include all the links uh, and for people to get in touch with you if they want to find out more about this opportunity. But my next question to you is, what are three things you're grateful for in life today? Well, I'm grateful for my husband, (laughs) (laughs) who's been my wonderful partner for 35 years. I'm extremely grateful for um, my mom, and who's still healthy and, and a very big part of my life. And of course, I'm I'm grateful for um, my kids. I probably should have said family because that would have been one. Because I also want to say I'm so grateful for New Skin. I'm so grateful for New Skin. Um, just an extraordinary uh, company that's making a huge difference in the world, and um, it's a very rare, rare. Uh, you know, type of, of company. Um, they're just, it's run by people that really truly care about other people and, uh, literally, um, are helping people everywhere. That's so great. Very, very inspiring. Uh, this has been really awesome and excellent. Is there anything that, uh, you want to share that I may not have asked you? Um, You've been so great about asking such good questions. (laughs) I just want to thank you so much for thinking of me and for being persistent. And I know I wasn't easy to make this happen because of my schedule and your schedule. And I just want to um, thank you for being who you are. And this has been really fun for me. And I sure hope it helps people along the way and, and which, which, you know, helps me keep doing what I'm here to do. No, that is great. And I appreciate that. And I would like to acknowledge you, Eileen, for a few things here. One is, what a remarkable life you've led. I mean, your commitment to your children it shines through from your sharing, from your conversation, and and what you accomplished in life. I mean, your children mean so much to you. I mean, I could just sense it, feel it from your uh, just from just dialoguing with you. I mean, it's incredible. And the second thing is this amazing, incredible stand that you took for your own self to not quit, no matter what, and then making that call almost. 15, 16, 17 years ago to be really committed to succeed at this and not giving up and then being this inspiration for everybody around us in the community to what does it take and how do you actually succeed at whatever you put your mind to. And that is so inspiring and the difference that you're making with new skin uh, and, uh, and just the uh, contribution that you are is so inspiring. So thank you for being you, Eileen. Oh, thank you so much. That's very sweet. And uh, one final question, and this is how we wrap up all our interviews, and that is, why do you think people should listen to the wisdom of friends? Well, this has been an incredible um, time for me, and I know that with these questions, as you're asking uh, other people that have had you know different experiences, just the 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 wisdom of life that people are sharing uh, through their experiences. I mean, I know I want to start listening. 
<laughs> because uh, it's just it's it's very very thoughtful and very um, you know interesting to hear people's journey uh, along their life and and how you know we can all learn from each other. It's just incredible. Great, thank you so much. I appreciate that, and I really valued our conversation here this evening. And for those of us who are listening, with that we'll wrap it up. And if you like what you heard, please share. Don't be shy. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom of Friends show with Cal Aras. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address, theglobalcontribution.com. To your friends and colleagues, be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous episodes. This has been a Seven Symphonies production. Join us next time for another edition of the Wisdom of Friends.